It will soon be ten years since Anna died. Yes, she came to live with me. In the first lockdown, she had been with the children and I missed her dreadfully. Mm. I longed for her embrace, her, her presence, just a touch. When the pandemic broke out again, she hurried back to London to be with me. We planned out the project in 2022. Anna, Joseph and me. <laughs> As a senior civil servant, Joseph knew what the climate emergency really meant. Yeah. The project was to leave the city, go somewhere reasonably remote, live together as a household of children, friends, lovers, <laughs> the old and the young all together, yeah. our oddkin household. Erin <laughs> was 18, lost in depression after all the school strikes. Mm. Olivia was already a teacher. Andy was studying. Joseph lobbied to get a job in southwest Scotland. And we all finally moved up here in 2023. Mm -hmm. Except for Mia, who stayed behind. After the Thames barrier was breached and tube lines flooded, the government was forced to make public what it had long known, that parts of London might have to be permanently evacuated. Mm -hmm. We chose this house carefully, large enough to accommodate all of us and to give shelter to refugees from the climate and the wars if the need came. Yeah. The house had effectively been abandoned as it was close to the river and threatened by storm surges up the Solway. It was uninsurable. <laughs> I loved the practical challenge of it. Yeah. Insulating the drafty rooms, fitting it out with solar panels and wood burners, <laughs> going off grid, getting ready, for the future. I adored those days with Anna in London. But she was not happy. She loved me, but how she longed to be amongst her children, gathered together in Scotland, mm. away from the flooded city. Mm. And all the time she was watching the statistics, glued to the screen as the number of dead rose. It drowned out all the other news. As the death toll grew higher than the first pandemic, it drowned us. And it weakened her. Then she got it. Badly. She died quickly. Mercifully, yes. She was gasping for air. I was with her every instant. I took no precautions for myself. She was adamant not to be admitted. Hmm. We knew there would be no hospital beds. Utter chaos. After her last breath, I lived with her all night and through the next day. Unmoving. Her body went cold beside me. I longed for the virus to take me too. I know that Joseph didn't blame you. Mm. He understood. He loved her. And he loved you too. He was broken. But he wanted you around. Your love for her reminded him of Anna. You were bound together in your grief. And he was insistent that you come to join us in Scotland, in the project.
It's exactly a year since Dad died, isn't it? On this day, the 5th of May, your spirit day, Aaron. The clock struck 12 back then too. I remember the wind and the rain went on for weeks. It was like winter, except the cries of the geese had gone, gone from the Merce weeks before. The news just constantly about the floods in England. Dad was called down there to help. Somehow I knew that he would never make it back. When that policewoman came, it wasn't a surprise, it, almost a, a relief. She said that the force of the Trent, bursting its banks, turned his truck over. It took days to retrieve his body, to get the vehicle pulled from the mounds of mud, branches, rubbish. After she left, you just stood there motionless, utterly frozen. They needed someone to identify the body and the three of us went together. We stayed in Stafford for two weeks until the cremation. They took care to go through all the motions, but it was on an industrial scale. We brought the ashes back, rode out into the Nith and scattered them onto that silver mirror. Why do you have to bring this soul up now, Olivia? Early this morning, I went for a walk down to Aird's Point. You can see Cumbria so clearly. It's a beautiful spring day. It makes it all feel so long ago. I remember spring in London. The cherry trees in the street outside the house brushing the gnarled grey bark of their trunks as I walked along the pavement when I was a kid. The white and pink blossoms on the wet tarmac speckling the roofs of the car. Oh, it's strange the things I remember. To be back in that city as it was then, in the spring, mm, the bright sunshine, the blossom. Mia, could you just be quiet? I've got an awful headache. I've, I've been staring at that screen all day. I had no real idea who would be in these classes and have the new ones been following the Scots curriculum or been in the English system. I spend all my time just learning the pupils' names, trying to create some kind of online community for the new arrivals, and it's all about numbers, registers. What a joy it was to teach in a physical classroom. The forest schools are apparently thriving in Epping Forest. If only we could get back to London, Olivia. Get out of this place and go back. I admire the pioneers trying to bring life back to our city. One day, I'll go and join them. Yes, Erin, you are right. Back to London. Andrew should be able to find a post at some university or at least do online translations. Why would he need to carry on living here? Yeah, and Mia can come and visit us in London anytime. Everything will sort itself out. The sun is opening up, filling us all with its warmth. My Robin was singing around me just yesterday, May the 5th. Oh, it reminds me so much of Mama in the garden at home, digging the flower beds. <laughs> oh, she loved plants as much as people. And how she loved the birds, the geese. Oh, the geese. <laughs> Always stopping to look up at the skeins passing over. The crying geese. 
how she loved it when they returned each October, all the way from the Arctic, our barnacle geese. <laughs> you look gorgeous today, Erin. Oh, and Mia looks great too. Serious, but so striking. My two beautiful Odkin sisters. Andrew is a bit on the chubby side. Mm -hmm. As for me, I, I feel old and thin. Mm. I'm only 38, and yet I feel old. Worn out by work, endlessly sitting, staring at the screen. I feel like I'm developing a hunchback and becoming short-sighted. Sometimes I wish I'd not taken up this work. And that's my point. Uh, again, you're always going on about the rising, about taking direct action against the infrastructure. I just don't agree with you, Baz. You never listen to me or anyone else. I'm fed off it, Baz. Olivia, Mia, Erin, good morning to you. Uh, my new boss, Alex, is going to come by soon. Oh. Alexander Peake, new head of the agency. Finally, someone in your father's post. He's not going to live near the office in Dumfries, but over this way, in the village. What's he like? Uh, don't really know yet. We've only worked together for a week. He's pretty smart, although he's constantly talking about his kids and partner, Dr Sarah Svensson. Oh. She's high up in the UN Environment Programme. Alex says she's a workaholic and that she nearly deserted the family a couple of times. I've talked to Dr Svensson. She came into the office when Alex introduced himself. She is a serious person, Nick. Mm. Truly committed, a proper scientist. She works in indicator species and climate change. Part of what she does is lead the team that is studying the geese. Mm. We need to keep in peak condition, ready for all eventualities. I'm in a good regime at the moment. My daily run from the village to the summit of Crefo and back. The Crefo Circular, 12k, 607 metres ascent. John! What is it, my gorgeous Erin? Oh, why do I feel so high today? Something is shifting in me. I feel a sense of new life, of openness, of capacity. Mm, you are adorable, <laughs> utterly adorable. When I woke up this morning, I felt insanely happy. Felt I could see it all clearly. I want to work with my hands. I want to plant like you and Mama did. I want to make things like Dad in his workshop. There's a world of the real, of, of touch. I've had it with waking up in a desperate state, checking my phone for the news and becoming even more miserable. I want to try and limit using my phone to one hour in the morning and one hour at night. <laughs> Hold me to that, John. Oh, please. I, I will, I will. Dad taught us to get up at sunrise, to be in tune with the more than human. So Erin wakes up early, but she doesn't get up. She just lies there in bed till nine, checking the news feeds, moping about. And <laughs> she's so serious about it all. You, you laugh at me whilst actually what is going on is fucking serious. Mm -hmm. And stop treating me as a little girl, Wally. I'm almost 30, actually. <laughs> I understand entirely what you mean, Erin. I've never done a single practical thing in my life. Never used my hands. I've just sat in front of a screen. Uh, by the time I started work in Liverpool Council doing retrofit programmes, we were being encouraged to work from home. It was promoted as flexible working and COVID safe, but it was actually about cost cutting. Mm. I've spent almost my whole working life on the screen. Rarely did I go out into the city or even to go out to be in nature. <sighs> to be by the water. 
The sound of the wind in the willow branches, the call of the moorhen as it darts across a pond, all these things that I had loved as a child that had got me into being an environmental engineer. And when I got there, what was I? A screen monkey. <laughs> You're right, Erin. We need liberation. We need to use our hands, our bodies. Well, I like my smartphone. I'm not giving it up. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, look at this. A website for reforesting work camp. Volunteers wanted to plant trees, restore toxic land, and so on. You can be replanting as much as you like. You're never going to sort it that way. We need something much more decisive. It's not about repairing the damage, it's about stopping the damage. That is what the rising is about. Ah, a delivery for me. John's obviously got you a present. He's so annoying. Um, John's <laughs> always doing stuff like that. You're down, Mia. What's up? Well, where are you going, Mia? Home. Uh, what? Uh, you're leaving your sister's party. Well, what does it matter? I'll come back later. When Mama was alive, at the start of the project, we'd have proper parties, just like we had in London. Loads of people would be here, live music, everything. Now, the best we can hope for is that someone from the agency shows up. I'm going home. I feel the sadness in me today. We'll talk about it later. Goodbye, Ollie. Bye, Erin. I understand you, Mia. I do. There's no point just getting miserable about the situation. We have to take some proper action or we'll just die in the floods. Mm. You don't know what you're talking about, Baz. Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> oh, John, where did you get this beautiful bouquet? It reminds me of my childhood. Well, let me get Antonia. Antonia? Antonia! John, that's ridiculous. How the hell did you get these exotic flowers out here? Ah, after all the upheaval, you, Olivia, Mia, Erin, are my real essentials. <laughs> Loving you three is what keeps me alive. My dear Erin, I've known you since the very day you were born. I held you in my arms in those first minutes. How I loved your dear mama. Look at why these extravagant presents. <laughs> I, I haven't seen lilies in years. And not from these parts. Ex you really shouldn't, Extravagant <laughs> presents. <laughs> these aren't floating from Kenya or Ethiopia like they used to be all year round. There's a guy in New Abbey who grows all kinds of exquisite flowers in his greenhouse, just like Mama did. Oh, <laughs> what gorgeous flowers. Oh, typical John. Always with the birthday surprises. Erin, I hope you're having a good day. Here's your cards. This one is from the Bioregional Council. Would it be Douglas Campbell? Mm, I don't like that man, Campbell. I don't want him coming here. No, I didn't invite him. Good. Oh, uh, there's Alex coming up the drive, cycling over from New Abbey. I'll help Olivia sort out the lunch. Alex, the director of the Zero Carbon Agency, Southwest Scotland region. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for coming. 
I'm so glad to be here in the house of the project. I've heard so much of it. John! Hello! Alex! <laughs> <laughs> Haven't seen you since London. You're from London? Yes. I worked underneath Joseph, your father, in the same department. I'm so honoured to be following in his footsteps. Ah, you are Mia, aren't you? I remember that face. I don't remember yours at all. Ollie! <laughs> Ollie! Ollie, come here! The new director, Alex Peake, he comes from London. <laughs> you must be Olivia, the oldest. You're Mia, and you, you're Erin, the youngest. You come from London? Yes, I was at university there. I studied civil engineering at Imperial College, and then I worked in the Environment Agency. I took part in the restructuring of the organisation as the city was emptied out. Now, I'm here as regional director. <laughs> Your father influenced me so much. He was a true visionary, such yeah. a lovely man. Yeah. I used to drop by your house on and off over a year, running errands from the office. We have been thinking of going back to live there, you know. We want to go back there. It's where we were born, yeah. in Islington. <laughs> oh, I remember now. Olivia, there was someone we kids used to call Mr. Lovelord. <gasps> oh, oh, you were in love with someone or the other, and we all used to tease you about it. <laughs> that's true. Mr. Lovelord, that's what you all called us. Then you had a full head of hair. You, yeah. you look so much older now. <laughs> yes, I was still a young guy then. And I was in love. It's different now. But you've not got a single grey hair. You've aged, yes, but you're certainly not an old man. Mm -hmm. 45? How long ago was it that you left London? Nearly 12 years. You lived near us, didn't you? In Liverpool Road. We did too. And then I moved to Vauxhall, south of the river. I'd walked to the office from there over the Thames. What a gloomy river it is. So dark and dirty. Yeah. I remember just how miserable I was then. But you've got a beautiful river here, beneath, so still, so sparkling. But it's so cold and damp here, and the midges are a nightmare. And the geese, once they arrive, there's no peace. Ah, the famous barnacle geese. Yes, they form part of my partner's indicator species work. I'm so relieved to be up here, out of the heat. You're lucky to have a good climate. Ah, and the trees. I know that the woods on the hills have been blown down, it seems that Maybe forest is almost gone, but here in the valley where it's sheltered at Kirkconnell Flow, there are such fine birch and Scots pine trees. Beautiful. You're also fortunate. Mm. I'm going to like living in New Abbey. Uh, what kind of things do people get up to around here? You could join in the local chapter of the Rising. All right, Baz. <laughs> Alex, sit down. Mm. <sighs> I was so sad when your father died. I remember Joseph well. Mm. Remember the story of how he got this post into Dumfries, how the agency had set him up with a smart house in the town, but he'd wanted to do this project <laughs> to refurbish this house down on the flood zone, a house off-grid for a mix of families and friends. Mm. He inspired me not to take up the director's house in Dumfries, but to live in a small place here in the village. Oh. I knew him when he and your mother were bringing you all up. Anna was a good woman. Mm. She was just wonderful. Mama's buried in London. In Kensal Green mm. Cemetery. You know, I'm beginning to forget what she looked like. I suppose people will lose all memory of us in just the same way. We'll all be forgotten. Yes, we shall all be forgotten. And all the things that seem serious and important and full of meaning to us now will be forgotten one day. It's, it's completely impossible for us to say 
what will be thought of as great and important in the future and what will be thought of as just peripheral and unnecessary. Mm. Didn't the inventions of James Watt and Carl Benz seem of limited value when they first appeared? And yet they changed the world mm -hmm. yeah. and the climate. So many of the things we thought of as essential have dropped away. Travelling all around the world, going by plane, having a car, driving fast, was also important to us, me included. We, we used to feel we would not cope without a near constant diet of meat, without endless coffee. Yet, it's all dropped away. It's possible that future generations will admire us and respect what we've done to break those habits. We've managed to stop drilling for oil and gas, digging for coal, and we've switched to hydrogen. That's been a massive shift. Uh, we've decarbonised the energy network, the entire world economy's changed, and we've tried to do it while still respecting workers' rights. Tried to make the transition just. Yet, there's still a lot of poverty. Climate migration, families utterly shattered by the chaos. Ah, there's yeah. nothing our booty cat loves more than a bit of optimistic philosophising. Abaz, just stop it. You're so annoying. Oh, no more sermons about the wonders of hydrogen, please. <laughs> That's Andrew playing his violin. He's very bright, our brother. Mm. We're expecting him to work in academia. Dad was a practical man, a civil engineer, but Andrew... Andrew's a thinker. We've been teasing him today. He's in love. Just a bit. With <laughs> Chloe. Oh, she's gorgeous looking. An influencer. Mm. But her clothes are just random. She's got no style. And oh. Andrew's not in love with her. He's just being an idiot to annoy us. <laughs> anyway, I heard she's together with Douglas Campbell, no. the leader of the Bioregional Council. Andrew! Andrew, come here, will you, just for a moment? This is our brother, Andrew. Alex. Andrew Cleary. You've been appointed head of the agency? Oh, more than that. Alex knew us in London. <laughs> really? Mm -hmm. In London? Well, good luck to you. You'll never get any peace from my sisters. <laughs> Andy is a genius and he plays the violin and he's good with his hands. In fact, he's very gifted. Just like Dad was. And he's fallen in love. <laughs> oh. Although he's got a rival in Douglas Campbell, I oh, hear. Oh, leave me alone. Yeah, we used to call Alex Mr. Lovelorn and he didn't get annoyed. Oh, not at all. And he's fallen in love. <laughs> and he's in love. Nature created us for love alone. Stop it. That's enough. <laughs> I couldn't get to sleep at all last night, so I'm feeling wrecked. I read till three, then I went to bed, but nothing happened. I kept thinking about everything, one thing after the next. And it gets light so early. The sun just pops into my room, I, and I still have that Russian translation to complete. You speak Russian? Uh, yes. Mama was Russian, and Dad would wear us out with learning. Yes, thanks to him, we know French, German, and Russian. Mm. And, and Aaron speaks Italian, too. Yep. But what an effort it cost us. I really ought to get back to it. Nice to meet you. Knowing three languages in a time like this is totally useless. There's instant translation online. And we never get to travel to Germany, France, Russia or Italy. We probably never will now. It's all useless now. <laughs> we know a lot of useless stuff. Really? A lot of stuff that's useless? It seems to me that there's no way intelligence and education still isn't useful. From the briefing reports I was sent, there's just under 100,000 people in this bioregion, 
and the population is declining. Huh. I guess most of them are dislocated as a result of the chaos and are preoccupied by just getting by with their day-to-day -day needs, turned in on their private family selves, and then there are just a few people like yourselves living in your oddkin households but mm. engaged in the world who are making a model of how to live in the future. Wow. <laughs> you are part of incremental change. <laughs> when everyone starts living the way you do in communities with oddkin, mm. life on earth will be a whole lot happier as all the animals, birds, rivers, trees and all the peoples upon it will be loved and cherished. Yay. Humanity longs for mm. a world like that. It isn't here yet, but we must plan for it. In order to do that, we need to know and sense more than our parents and grandparents did. Mm. We need to see the world feelingly. Mm. <laughs> and you're complaining because you know lots of stuff that's useless. <laughs> I'm staying for lunch. Someone <laughs> should have recorded that. You say life will be marvellously beautiful. But in order to get there, we need to work for it. And in doing so, we can live it too. We can enact that future now, just as we're doing here. Yes. What a welcoming feeling this house has. Your father was a true visionary. Mm. I envy you. Too much of my life I've lived in cramped flats. A few bits of cheap furniture, battered kitchen. It's the flowers I've missed in my life since everything changed. Flowers like these. Oh, oh well, never mind. I try to live my life each day in a manner that in some way brings the future into the present. More self-serving delusion. You know, I often wonder what would it be like if you could really start your life over again? With mm. flowers and plenty of light. I have a partner, you know, and two little girls. My partner, Dr. Sars Venson, works for the UN Environment Programme. She contributed to the newest IPCC report, oh. the Biodiversity and Ecosystem Services section, in particular, the study of indicator species, your barnacle geese being an example of those. Mm -hmm. But Sara travels a lot. She's not bound to one location only. Well, if I had to start my life again. Congratulations, Erin. From the bottom of my heart. Oh, thanks, Congratulations <laughs> on your spirit day. I wish you good health. Here's a present. A book. Oh, it's the Remote it Learning Manifesto. <laughs> it includes a description of the history of our institute over the first ten years of its existence. <clears throat> I wrote it myself five years ago. Good morning, everyone. Morning. 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 I know who you are. <laughs> the new director of the agency. I'm Theodora Cullen. Call me Ted. Mm. I'm the chief executive of the Remote Learning Institute in this region, based in Dumfries. Erin, you'll see the book opens with a quote. Okay. The cyborg is a kind of disassembled and reassembled collective and personal self. This is the self feminists must code. But uh, you gave me this book last year, Ted. <laughs> oh, did I? Yeah. In that case, you can give it back to me. Or, no, better still, give it to the director. Please, take it, Alex. Our remote learning manifesto. Mm, thank you very much. Mm. Well, I'm so glad to have met you all. Oh, well, you're not going, are you, Alex? Stay, have lunch with us. I'm sorry I've intruded on your spirit day. I, I didn't know. Please, stay. Oh, thank you. I will then. The lunch <laughs> is almost ready. Let me just check on all. Springs here. Time we have a good deep clean. Mm have to remember that humans are biohazards, machines are not. Make kin, not babies, provides a new order. Life needs definite form. Order. 
The chairwoman says that the most important thing about life is order. Yes, deep, clean, and reorganize the rooms to respond to the new season. Mia, we're invited to hers at four o'clock today. A tea for all the staff and Kim. I'm not going. Darling, we're not. I'll tell you later. All right, I'll come, but just leave me alone right now. In spite of being in weak health and shielding, the chairwoman is always entertaining guests at her house in New Abbey. Her parties are still socially distanced. She's a brave woman. After the conference call yesterday, she said to me, I'm tired, Ted. My eyes are fried. Lunch is ready! Oh. Oh, okay, let's set the table here. Oh, a roast, excellent. Last night, I worked till 11 on the new software rollout program. I was tired. But this morning, I feel satisfied, happy. Cheers, director. I'm part of the Odkin household here, and me as civil partner. She's such a wonderful person. I'll have some of this in a fruit, please. Oh, cheers. Remember to stay off the booze, do you hear? It's bad for you. Oh, don't worry about that. I got over that weakness ages ago. Anyway, what does it matter? All the same, don't you dare drink anything. Right. So now I've got to spend another totally weird evening at the chairwoman's socially distanced party. I wouldn't go if I were you. Simple. Oh. Yes, don't go, Mia. Don't go. It, that's easy for you to say. Oh, what a miserable oh, life. Well. Always the same. Nothing changes around here. That's why it's so miserable. Come on, stop it, Baz. You're always being critical. But that's exactly what's needed. Mia's not very happy today. You know, she met Ted shortly after we came here about the time Mama died. Ted seemed the most brilliant woman in the world to her, full of new ideas on how to transform education. What are you really thinking about? No, oh, nothing special, Nick. I don't like Baz. I find him kind of scary. Whenever he opens his mouth, he says something disturbing. He can come off as a bit extreme. All this talk of the rising, going on about the idea that we've not changed enough and the need for conflict to provoke change. Uh, his reasoning is basically sound. He spent quite a lot of his life working on the oil rigs. That's seriously tough. It sets your way of being. Tell me how you're feeling. I, I saw the news of the fires in the Loire and the fighting still going on further south and all the refugees at the borders. I know we can move on from the anxiety about the planet to something positive. We can matter. We can make a difference. I'm done with the climate grief. I'm just over right now. I'm so eager for life. I want to do real work with my hands, just as you were saying. And all this longing is somehow mingled with my love for you, Erin. What are you thinking about, my Laverock? We are the children of the chaos. In response to it, our lives were supposed to be beautiful in the project, but the truth is that things have not gone as planned. The chaos pursued us. I mean, look at Dad's death. And this place has been strangling us like the weeds in Mama's garden after she died. I... We need to start again. Be bold. The reason why we feel depressed is not only because of the climate, it's because we've lost any sense of our own direction. I mean, when you think of those refugees, when you think of those fleeing from the wars, they're not only desperate, but they are also 
courageous. Mm. Taking the courage to move, to, to start again. Andrew, will you please come? Just coming. Um, you started lunch already? Am I late? Oh, Erin, congratulations. Thanks. You've got such a lot of people here. Oh, we're all old friends. Mm -hmm. all made up. So glamorous. You needn't have gone to all this bother just for lunch. I like to look my best, but it's too much. And well, you're just so naturally good looking. It's all about deciding to look beautiful, to make the most of yourself. Right, can someone pass it? Not yeah, most, come please. Sit down, please get a soul. Karen, you know, I do oh, wish you'd yeah, find yourself a kid. It's high time you got settled. You oh. ought to get yourself a lover too, Chloe. <laughs> a whiskey for me, please. Three cheers for our good life. Yeah. Yeah. We try to keep up a decent life despite the endless restrictions. Yeah, careful how much you drink though. This homemade liqueur is very nice. What is it made of? Watch out, it's poisonous. Bell. you got to thin out the hairs. Oh, <laughs> Come on. Raspberry and blackberry. What a strange household. Nature created us for love alone. <laughs> Will you stop it, please? I get tired. Of it yet. Oh, wait a moment. Uh, um, let's take a photo. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh uh, j just once again. Oh, come on, hurry up. Starving. All done. Thank you. Do we really need to be in the lookout again? Have me finished with that. We've got bigger issues to deal with. We can never be too careful. Ah, but love must have its way regardless of the guidelines. Welcome to Chloe. Andy is beaming. Excuse me. Chloe, Chloe, please, please, don't take any notice of them. I'm so out of place here. Chloe, please, don't get upset. Honestly, they don't mean any harm. They're just teasing. I'm just not used to being with a lot of people in one place. Oh, how young you are, Chloe. How wonderfully, beautifully young. My sweet girl. <laughs> I'm so happy. How did I come to love you? When was it? My precious, my sweet, please. I love you. I love you as I've never loved anybody before. I want to marry you. Yes, marry you. <laughs>